following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourites, actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always, lovely and clean, after escaping from the secret room of blood, it's James. Oh, it was so cold in there. That's what everybody said about it. <laughs> Should have put a top on. <laughs> and fresh from his police alibi riddled trip to the deli for a pizza that is all onions, it's Planty. I am managing a band of clowns. Oh, mate. <laughs> that episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Hallmark of Great, all one word, or Instagram and Facebook, at Hallmark of Greatness. If you have a film you think we should watch because you hate us, send us an email at hallmarkofgreat at gmail.com. How are we all? Brilliant. You're on holiday soon, aren't you? Well, I'm on holiday. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going on a, on a big metal bird, uh, but I had a brilliant Sky time. Skybird. Skybird. <laughs> I'm going on that big golden one to the uh, golden cities of Aztec. Cities of gold. Cities of gold, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is all before your time, James. <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah. no, nothing of this. Uh, no, I just, great. yeah. I, I hope you're going somewhere warm so that you don't actually have to, you know, burn money all the time trying to heat a house. <laughs> yeah, I am, but unfortunately I burnt money on the holiday, so. <laughs> is that cost efficient? Let's yeah. find out. <laughs> shaved all the dog's hair off and have woven it into a blanket. <laughs> it grows back very quickly. Um, right, let's do this week's film. It's a good one for once. Oh, it's a belt. Yeah, it's got something going for it. <laughs> 1983's Endgame, or to give it its original title, Endgame, Bronx Lotta Finale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I'm assuming means the final Bronx. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Bronx final fight. Oh, oh that's very, very close. Yeah. Oh man, if, if Mick Hag- Mick, Mick Hagger, the mayor of Metro City, came out, that was final <laughs> fight. Wasn't it? Um, James, fire up the machine. Yeah, so we've got this random plot generator that's driven by you, the fans, and it's decided today that it's called the Mecha Storyline Droid of Logic. Ooh. It says it's had a look at Endgame Bronx Lot of Finale, and it's come up with Sandra Endgame is a rural baby shower planner who must battle rival martial artists on Fight Island or else she will face unknown numbers of intruders on her property. <laughs> Along the way, Sandra encounters Raymond Rugg, a singer of sweet, sweet melodies who doubles as a drummer in a skiffle band. Things get going when an asteroid hits planet Earth and the unlikely duo must work together. Will they come out of this financially secure? To some extent, yes. An unknown amount of intruders is the worst amount of intruders. <laughs> yeah, I think Have was, we got uh, them all? I don't I think know. It's kind of inspired by Empire of the Dark. The other bit that I saw sort of leeched in from previous episodes is the Fight Island, I think. Fight Island is Bloodsport 2. Blood, Bloodfist 2, yeah. Bloodfist 2, sorry, not Bloodsport. Um, yes. Yeah, think shitter, and yeah, in the Philippines, and you're there. Bloodfist 2 is a masterpiece. <laughs> Much better. That's where, that's where we got the, the polls, all the poll facts. Oh, yeah, it's, it's good It's good shit. Um, that makes actual, me sound way more street than I feel. Yeah. The actual synopsis, a telepathic mutant recruits a post-World War Three TV game show warrior to lead her band of mutants to safety. There's a lot of hyphens in that, isn't there? That's Post-World a lot of War stuff. Post-World War II futuristic. Um, the, the, the best bit is... Um, 
the tagline on the actual poster as an end game champion in the year 2025 there's only one way to live dangerously <laughs> and i'm like based on this film everything's dangerous just <laughs> like, thou want to live dangerously <laughs> um i mean i loved this to be fair i, I liked this because it reminded me of films i love yeah yeah it was like a low budget version of other films yeah all filmed in uh, what appears to be an abandoned milk bottle processing plant somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I did expect uh... them to go into a room somewhere and there'd be Fallout-style uh, turrets for them to uh, read stories of what happened to the previous owners. Nope, none of that. Just lots and lots of uh, quarry-based action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know me, I love a quarry in a film. Um, we open up uh, with... Two, um, oh, did I, write, did I write them down or was I too busy laughing? Of the production companies. Oh, uh, yeah, one of them's Film of Rage. Which is good. That's because <laughs> it fills me with rage. Or that filmy rage that you get out the, there. The, yeah. These titles look like threads, didn't it? It looked like a much more mm. serious film. Well, it was yeah, there's over, a nuclear explosion in the background. Yeah. Over a big mushroom music. cloud. Yeah. Uh, also, music in this is cracking. It's like someone watched The Warriors and then went, I'm going to get hit in the head a lot with a cricket bat and then try and recreate that. <laughs> That's the sweet sound of Carlo Maria Cordio on a Chroma Road synthesizer, I've been told. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did do a brilliant job. I have no qualms about the, yeah, about saying No, the music that. was great. Music was, there was great. one bit, I think, where they were driving the Bedford Rascal off. Where it, went, <laughs> it went a bit so... And I was like, mm, this is supposed to be a serious film of the future here. Um, but we are introduced to A City. Yes, it's uh, the Bronx. But it doesn't say that it never it's the says Bronx. it's the Bronx because it isn't the Bronx, is it? But the titles around the world confirm that it is the Bronx. <laughs> uh, it's it, Tanoi announces though that it's uh, twenty twenty five, so not much longer to go. And actually, I think we are about seventy five percent of the way towards the <laughs> nuclear winter that it envisages. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it also says that the end game tournament started in twenty twelve. Um, but this is the twenty seventh one. So uh, do they do like leap years oh, yeah. or yeah? yeah I, or there's like a winter summer sort of style Olympics situation. Oh, there's like winter on, end right? game yeah. and then summer end game and then champion of champions. It's, it's like <laughs> countdown in that respect. <laughs> Uh, and and we're, yeah. we're told that um, the end game... To- well, no, we, sorry, we, we come across some mutants. I thought it was an old crone. Uh, <laughs> yes. Everyone in this film who is a mutant looks like a Russian babushka. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes weird craven noises. <laughs> and scuttling around, it's brilliant. There's this, there's this tasty-looking corpse, isn't there, that's quite blatantly just a dummy. And these, yes. two, these two people grab it and pull it, pull it aside. And in the next shot, it's a, it's a human, it's an actor. And it looks nothing like it. And yeah, it's I was question mark alive. <laughs> I thought that because it had they were knocking rats off it, like yeah. left, right, and centre. Uh, and then the next minute, I thought they were eating it. But then it well, started they were, moving. But I yeah, thought it yeah, was yeah, alive. But, yeah, yeah. And, well, it was moving. Oh, it was giggling. Yeah. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rats were very wet. <laughs> it was very much. It gave me, uh, give me feelings of a really annoying little child in a fucking plague tale game. I thought you'd been activated like a Manchurian candidate. Though. <laughs> the rats were very wet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a police van rocks up at this point looking for mutants and they've got a special mutant scanner that says mutant, mutant, mutant. And this there's... van looked like it was made out of Pickford boxes. Oh, it, it when it pulled up, up again and again. I was like, why are they driving around in an ice cream van? Yeah. <laughs> 
they were very proud of that. Um, they got it into almost every shot that the SS security services uh, turn up at. How did they get that through SS? It was the, it, Italy in the seventies, <laughs> fascist, seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I mean nothing <laughs> changed, has it? <laughs> hey, topical. Anyway, oh, the SS, circle. and they've all got big leather trench coats. I mean, it's not actual leather, but they've got big Pleather. trench coats, and they've got masks on. It, um, oh, they um, see two of those pariahs run out for no reason, and then get shot, uh, and then they're and like, then our, they? our, our heroine Lilith. Uh, Lilith of the medieval quite headband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just lurks. This, I mean, this this mutant detector gun, very limited range. It was on off it. that day. You need to slap yeah. it about a bit on uh, the side and yeah. a, a centimeter of concrete, and the whole thing falls apart. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, they run off. Um, the the oh, the police officers had very big. Have you played um, We Happy Few? No. Uh, no, I've watched a bit of a playthrough on it. Yeah. It, it, it gave big vibes of that, of like, but um, obviously it isn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they chase these mutants down and then they shoot them. The, the line he uses is, we don't have anything to fear from them except contamination, which could kill you. So surely you should be fearful of them. I also like this class of the pariahs. There's a lot of world building in the first third, right? That then goes completely unheeded for the. Don't worry about it. Later when we get to, to lot of Bronx too. Uh, <laughs> mucho mucho Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're introduced at this point. Uh, announcement says that it's the end game. Uh, it sort of cuts to Ron Shannon, who is the 22 season long winner, as you said. And he's non-union painting his Christopher face. Lambert. Non-union David Harbour. Have you got I, one? I, I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> non-union know. I Orange too, Cassidy. I was too busy just writing down because I was very pleased with myself. He's painting his face because he's in the names. Um, it's just <laughs> like some kind of unspoken rule that we've got that this is what we do now. We just watch them. It's the future, so you've got to put makeup yeah. on. Like, because when they go to the scary bar later, everyone's got makeup was, on. Was Ron Shannon not a, a uh, Del uh, Shannon? You're thinking. Uh, there you go. There you go. That's the one. I was actually thinking of a wrestler, but okay. <laughs> oh, Mick Shannon. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds about right. Um, and he is the. So, from what I can grasp, end game right is one person is on the lamb is running. And the other three people are trying to find them and kill them. So it's sort of like Running Man. It's exactly like Running Man. And also, the Hinterland is a shadow kingdom that can only sustain a provost or denier. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, like, made up stuff like that. This... But there's a I league. I thought there was like 300 people involved in it. Yeah, there's a 300 people in the league, but that wasn't very clear at this point. And they're each given one firearm and then two other weapons of weapons their choice. Of choice. And if then you're pre- found with another weapon, you're disqualified. Yeah. Uh, if you're being hunted, you can hide. Hide. No, you can hand yourself in, but you lose points. Yeah. You have to go for undiscovered for six hours, and then you can hand yourself in. It's so but, confusing. But you don't get any of the loot for doing that. You, the loot yeah, is that the other people put in, the hunters put in. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So it's, they are betting against the fact that you're going to... They're betting on themselves, really. Yeah. But um, it, it was just very strange. But So Del Shannon uh, has, <laughs> has, has has got his pistol, his, uh, his trusty six He's about to run away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a whip, Indiana Jones style, and he's got like a boot knife. Uh, yeah. He's a cool guy. Um, he's got his cool, like, new rock uh, goth boots yeah. on. Uh, I quite want a pair of them because they look, <laughs> look like you're in Rammstein stomping about with them on. And we're introduced to the other hunters. Oh, my. Right. And um, I like the I've fact got names. that they... I like the fact that they all get to, like, get changed in a bullseye <laughs> winning caravan. 
<laughs> yeah, his opponents. Uh, Woody Aldridge is the first one. He's Ooh. the one that's dressed like a dragon lord from fucking Skyrim. Yeah, like, I called him Alan Featherboy Jones. That's and a good it, name. It, it quickly turned out that it didn't matter that I named any of these no. apart from the last one who I put the yeah. most effort into. The end that, game is very quickly over. That's uh, that's Arnold Vishlu <laughs> from uh, from the Mummy and Die Dark Man Die. Yeah, the Dark yeah. Man the. Uh, next up, we've got Gate Mantrax. Um, I've just put Deadly John Denver. <laughs> I've put Kung Fu Cliff Richard. There we go. Ooh, I've got Booty Izzard, because he reminded me a little bit of Eddie Izzard. Uh, uh, he is yeah. a martial arts expert. I remember that. Doesn't matter. No, does not matter um, at all. Gabe Mantrax. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like one of Jeremy's fucking Jeremy and Superhands' made up band names, doesn't it? And then last but not least, we've got Kurt Karnak. Chris Rear. Yeah, I'm having that. Alright. I went with Swarthy Leathers and I've stuck with that throughout. I actually had to just double check on Google that it was okay to use the term swarthy, and I think we're in the clear. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it should be. Swarthy's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I've never heard it used. To that. Um, I will say that, like, if he is supposed to be that, he was he was billed as the number one bookie's odds, bookie's favourite to win. Yeah. All his gear looked very new, though. Like his leather jacket, like, was was pristine. He's sponsored yeah, he's... by the leather warehouse. Yeah, maybe he's, he's just doing so well that he yeah he he's got enough dirty. money to you know get new gear. He's he's been an, he's been and treated yourself to some fine leather goods. I <laughs> thought <laughs> um, so the, the 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 game begins. Uh, yeah, Shannon does a little run because he's the prey. Uh, I like the fact that the, the guy him. checks all the guns as well. Like there's yeah. one guy who's like, "Yes, very good," yep, and just passes them back to them. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yeah. By the way, this host of this uh, of of this telecast, uh, non-union uh, Jerry Seinfeld, yes, um, was uh, was advertising Life Plus. Well, if you would like to take a second, we'll hear a little sponsorship from Life Plus. <laughs> you know the favorite food of Endgame champions? Hmm. It's Life Plus. High protein energy tablet that tones up your body fibers and maintains your sexual brass. Be a man among men. Buy Life Plus. Yeah, <sighs> so refreshing. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all drinking Life Plus right now. Yeah. I've not been able to sleep in 72 hours. <laughs> tablet form and liquid. Do yourself yeah. a favor, listeners. Get a Life Plus. Plus. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that your knob? <laughs> <laughs> Side effect. <laughs> You will get a knob if you do like once. If you so. have one already or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, Finally. It, it, uh, what is going on with this meeting on the Death Star, by the way? Uh, Wait, these this these old men having a meeting on the Death Star. Your part of the tricks don't impress me, Lord Vader. It was... <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand, because they're like, the end game has started now, so no one will notice. Yeah. What? Yeah. I thought they were going to do stump- something, yeah. No, didn't. was it? Their thing was when they went and murdered all the poor people. Yeah. Oh, is that what that their plan sense. was? Because I, I couldn't figure it out. That's the only thing I could think of. Was Because their, they like, all urge. look far too old to get out of those chairs. So. <laughs> So the the plan is that they're going to go away and murder all of the poor people and the mutants. They're going to do a purge of the so mutants. So basically, yeah. it's the Tory party conference. Yes. There you go. Uh, let's date this. There you go. Um, <laughs> Any Tory party conference, you can well, listen to, to this. Well, when they don't <laughs> exist in two years' time. <laughs> this is Endgame 2025. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, so while um, Del Shannon, uh, Christopher Lambert, is running through this one set that they've got, which I'm fairly sure is from Bloodfist as well. Um, yeah, it it looks be. like the, the, the way that, that first opening bit is. Um, these bad bastards, the police, <laughs> basically... Because these people aren't mutants; they're just poor, aren't they? So they just like they just yeah. massacre them. Yeah. This um, woman screams before they kick the door through, which is really impressive. But then you realise that at least one of them is probably knows it's coming. Uh, she could be <laughs> yeah. a mutant telepath. She could, yeah. Because I think telepathy they all have in this hours, don't they? Yeah, telepathy. Um, like Damien from the Omen is one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, lifting... really, the, the only ability they share is the ability to make a medieval soup kitchen. Uh, <laughs> which explains the headbands. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the... Yeah. All the, the sort of lady-in-waiting hats that they're and, wearing. And a little bit later on, the child's going to lift a uh, X-wing out of a swamp. Oh, could you? No, he wouldn't. And then, then he'd just throw it at someone. <laughs> he's, like, he's got a taste for blood now, is Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the police murder all these people. Um, what was he called? Jimmy Feathers finds <laughs> finds Del Shannon. They have a fight. Right, They're shooting guns at each other from, like, behind bins two metres away. Um and they run he's out got a spiky board. club, hasn't he? And That's he's got like this weapon. badass sort of um, spike like, with a nail in it. I yeah, mean, yeah, plank with a nail in it. Spike it looks with a like nail someone, someone on like if a serial killer went on Scrappy Challenge. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's what they'd make. Robert Llewellyn going. That's, that's not a holograph, is it? <laughs> Uh, and they have this fight, and he swings it, and, it, and he ends up killing um, Jimmy Feathers. Swings it over the top, and Shannon sneaks around the back, stabs him, one hunter down. And he pulls the knife out, and there's no blood on it. Nope. Uh, yeah, there is blood in this film, but yeah, only yeah. when they only when they remember to put it in. <laughs> Uh, and then it's uh, Booty Izzard's turn, the second one. He jumps down shouting, ha ha, uh, kicks him about a bit. Uh, oh, thought, mate. Just shoot him. This kicking scene, right? It goes on for ages. I was watching Blood it at normal speed. Right? And it went on and on. Like, evil Bill Gates just really loves kicking people. <laughs> Uh, he also does one of the best karate moves ever, where he springs back and then springs forward and kicks him like up the head. And I was like, that's impractical at best, isn't it? Um, oh, there's he, a karate chop a bit later, which I really like. Oh, he, that was straight out of Star Trek. That was Shannon's preferred execution yes. method for a while, and then he abandoned it. Um, at this, but this this is like a, a five six minute sequence of him just booting him to fuck. Yeah, like, and constantly. then there's a bit where Shannon is nearly dead and he goes up to him, and then it's time for even more booting him. Yeah, well he boots him, boots and boots him, and then he goes to strangle him, and Shannon, being the wily old sea dog that he is, possibly. Uh, uh, pretends to be injured, plays possum, and then springs up, and then the kicking is reversed, <laughs> and we get another five minutes of Shannon <laughs> kicking fucking John Denver's face in. I, I don't know why. Like it just felt we've got ten minutes to fill. Should we do like some choreographed fight sequences? <laughs> no, we'll just we'll do that bit though where we put the camera there and have him kick at the camera, so it's like a POV sort of thing, mm. which I like because um, it's you know it's fun. tested, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my problem with all of this is that it was in within about twenty square meters of the same industrial setting. It did have a nice backdrop that said no credit on the, sat- <laughs> I did on the back. See that. Don't know um, if they wrote it on or if it was just already there. But uh, well, it's yeah. all supposed to take over. All the end game happens over like one block. Isn't mm. it? Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed big. by that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be this fast labyrinthine thing, like, no. a, like a Running Man style situation. Yeah, yeah. Or stopping them all ganging up together and twatting him. You don't get the credits then. Oh, then they'd have to turn on 
It'd be the no, first the one to kill him. The hunters can't kill each other, can they? That's not in the game. Oh, I don't know. But you would be on, you know, the ninth the day of the month you, or something. If you know when the, the egg is blue, end game, uh, write to us and let us know like, <laughs> the official end game rules. Please, I I do see this coming to BBC next year with Paddy McGuinness oh. hosting it. Yeah, Danny Dyer. Uh, <laughs> Danny Dyer's end game. Get him, you slags. It'd be great. Uh, we'll have no, no, not if he no like Schofield. it. Philip Schofield with a big thing in the background. And Alan like, Carr bills the the... yeah. <laughs> Become prey for coin. Wanking for coins. <laughs> yes. Cl- climbing for dollars. But yes, uh, so he, he murders um, John Denver um, and then Kurt Karnak strolls around the corner. Swarthy leathers. Shouting away. He's going, Shannon, Shannon, come on, Shannon. And I'm like, He's just lost his dog. <laughs> is, he, is he looking for a little girl that's been hidden under a bed in West Yorkshire? <laughs> Shannon, come on, Shannon, we miss you. Niche references there to Yorkshire based crimes. <laughs> Yeah, he actually manages to get him trapped in another sub-complex of this very tiny area. Um, and Shannon runs into it. He does another little bit of a run. And Lilith is there and announces that he's in a bit of a trap and she can help. Because she is psychic. Um, yeah. And apparently, psychic works both ways. Yeah. Because, Which I don't um, think that's true, is it? Like No because, other psychic in cinema has ever been like, it works like a walkie-talkie over. It leads to some wonderful bit of dialogue because then Swarthy Leathers comes in and does a little nod at Lilith because she still stood there and like, oh, I don't know who you are. <laughs> was was <laughs> she awkward, invisible? Could she make herself go invisible? Because why I wouldn't think... he have just killed her anyway? He's not there to kill her, is he? No, like... he doesn't get any money out of that. So I don't think it's... That Again, maybe you're not allowed to do collateral damage. But Shannon's doing a, he's doing a hide somewhere, can't yeah. see where, and she says to him telepathically, he has death in his mind, your death. And then he goes, are you a mutant? And she goes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got like their deadpan faces as that's, that thought has just played. I think it's probably because none of these people can act, James, if I'm honest. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Al Cliver, non-union Orange Cassidy, is tremendous as Ron <laughs> Shannon of just being like an off-brand Clint Eastwood squinting into the middle distance. Oh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of Sergio Leone rip-offs later on. Yeah, uh, but you got to bear in mind as well. This the version that we watch is the dubbed version because I'm assuming yes. this was originally recorded in Italian. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, because when we get to meet um, Karnak's mate later on, hey, you wise guys, he was <laughs> oh, really my favourite. He, uh, he should have had. Should have been in this. It should have been that guy the movie <laughs> so anyway he, he says all right well I'm, I'm, tra- I'm trapped and she's like listen to my advice and then she goes go and he whips the gun out of Karn- of um karnak's hand and then they have a rumble there's uh, some mad barrel action we, going we, on we, I, he does it, throw he goes donkey kong on him doesn't he <laughs> yes i've got <laughs> that absolutely <laughs> hoying them down this thing <laughs> it was clearly set up for that and then the delivery of it was so lackluster it was he's like, like kick him bothered. kick him shannon <laughs> and he's like oh my ankle uh, <laughs> i've done so much kicking it's withered there's a lot of barrel action because when we meet um think he's mate later on he throws a barrel yeah. at him as well <laughs> we were all throwing barrels in the 80s oh, oh i wish i could go back um they never mentioned that in that song did they <laughs> <laughs> it was respectable in the 80s to throw barrels at people 
and he, he he gets Karnak down and he pulls his knife on him and he's like and the camera crew yeah, rushes in with two cameramen covered in duct tape for some reason. <laughs> this, this, they come up because this is the only death that wasn't coincidentally near CCTV so that they could capture yeah. it anyway. They found the one spot that wasn't. Well, they said we've got cameras all around the city and remote control cameras and two guys dressed like make your own KKK outfits. <laughs> Disco um, KKK. Yes. Um, redneck. Oh, well, they're all, yeah. Um, and they, they're like, do it, kill him. And Shannon goes, no, um, I, I've, I've won. He yields, sort of thing. I, I get the prize. And they go, oh, he's, he's the new favourite of the championship. This, this bewildering endgame championship. <laughs> endgame that never ends. Um, yeah, it should be called never-ending game. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. yeah. He, with, he doesn't with confusing his, rules. He doesn't drink his life plus, which has been handed to him, which looks a lot like water. Boom, boom, guys. Um, he hears <laughs> Lyleth calling for help in his mind. Uh, goons are taking her away. Hired um, goons? <laughs> yeah, so he drops his life. I think Actually, no, I think he carefully no, he, hands the drink. He, he, goes, he goes, you drink it, and hands it to Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs off. Yeah. These two hired goons are dragging Lilith off. He... He, he does it. He tries to do like a pithy thing to them. They're like, you can't tell us what to do. And he just boops them in the stone and kills them. <laughs> yeah. like, not one for subtlety. No James Bond style one liners no. uh, from Shannon. No, it's just boof to the, to the sack. To the yam bag. There's another little bit with the generals as well. Uh, they say that they want to get him back. And also an unspecified child. Or, and I quote, they will fail. Want to be any more specific? Nope. nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lilith says... I need to hire you to get me and some yeah. other mutants out of the city to a safe location. And he goes, nah, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'm Ron Shannon. Um, and she, she goes, what if I introduce you to uh, the head teacher from Boy Meets World? <laughs> <laughs> Non-union uh, Mr. Down, Feeney. What I've if I introduce you German to Jewel Ned but, Flanders? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's got a turtleneck, isn't he? That's oh yeah, he's uh, he's rocking that look. And she he, he he she shows him this room with Mr. Feeney and the boy in a in mutant it. caravan. It's another one. It's just made up of caravans. This caravan was the exact same layout as my granddad's in the eighties. Yeah, and it does look very familiar. I'm not saying enough, I know that one, but yeah, the rest of the city did actually look like Skegness. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> Skegness oh, Endgame. I'm from 1992. Beating each other to death with sticks of rock. Um, <laughs> and he's like, uh, we can't stay here because like the bad bastards are after us. And also, don't use that toilet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Into which we don't pass <laughs> Yeah, he's not a Come mutant, back to my apartment. Surgeon. Yeah. Uh, and then it explains yeah, that Mr. Feeney isn't a mutant. Uh, he wishes he was one. He's well up for that, though. He wants but, to establish a race that's telepathic, and then they can conquer the world. And then the universe. Universe. Yeah. I was like, mm, that's not good, is it? Conquering. No. It, conquering is not the word I would use. Like, <laughs> assimilating into the rest of the world, like making the world a better place. Conquer is not a good word unless it's on a... No, it's also race. not good done in a German accent either. Uh, and so he he agrees. He sort of agrees because Lilith's like, "Oh, go on, I'll let you have a go on me fronties." And he's like, well, "All right then, I guess." I need to put a group together though for some reason, uh, and we get the best Dirty Dozen style recruitment scene ever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we go to Bull's Gym, I think it is. It is. Uh, every kind of fighting happens in Bull's Gym. There's no rules in Bull's Gym. <laughs> as long as you bring your own underpants and you're fighting <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> Only I may wear an eye patch. Nobody else is allowed <laughs> now, in Bull's gym. The reason for that being is that Bull is pirate Javier Bardem. Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have that. Good. I'll take yeah. that on. Uh, he's great because he's... Um, Shannon's like, I need to put a group together. Uh, Bull says, nah, mate, all these people in here are fannies. You don't want them. <laughs> and he goes, what about that dude just stood there flexing like the <laughs> ultimate warrior? Uh, and he goes, oh, him, ninja. And I'm like, fuck, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I I did get eliminator feels from this particular yeah. character. The one his Asian name character is Ninja. Keith yeah. Ninja, his name is. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ninja. Uh, <laughs> did he create uh, the uh, the air fryer? The big expensive posh air fryer. Oh, I, done. I do want one of those. One's I've got one. Too. It's lush. It's no, no, worth it's the it's money. Is it the one that's got the steam and grill? Yeah, it does the lot. Does the oh. fucking lot, mate. Yeah. Oh, you rich Who are we sponsored by again? Yeah. <laughs> um, Life Plus. Be a man among men. Buy Life Plus. Drink Life Plus and piss blood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- yeah, so Bull, who owns the gym, Bull's gym, uh, he orders a man to attack the ninja. So, sorry, ninja. So he could not the ninja. It's not, it's not his just ninja. He's not the definite article. <laughs> uh, just so he can show off his skills, and ninja just straight up murders a dude. Hey, Paul, uh, right, this was the bit that I was worried about because Bull's gym is not a safe place to train because no. that punching bag he was punching has a fucking machete hidden in it. <laughs> Uh, and if you punch that wrong, uh, yeah, but he goes, uh, maybe he'll fight if he's attacked. All right, random kid, attack him. <laughs> random bloke makes a noise. Uh, oh, I didn't notice that. He, he, he goes, yeah. um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Ninja just murders him, goes back to flexing. Bull goes to check his pulse, and Ninja goes, there is no point. He's dead. <laughs> Ma- Mans was just working out. It was leg day, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so if you're... Top advice from uh, Last Orders. If you're ever in a gym and someone gets you to attack someone else, don't, because yeah. they will murder you. Don't uh, start on the one dude who looks like his name is Ninja, <laughs> either. Don't, don't start with the one guy who's na- who is named after killers. <laughs> oh. But yeah, and so he's like, right, do you want to be on my team? And he goes, yeah, all right. Like... <laughs> It's the weirdest bit. But then we get to the best bit. Oh, yeah. uh, Where he (laughs) pulls... Ron Shannon and his little golf cart um, pulls up to an abandoned, like, office building somewhere. Home to several rolling barrels. It's almost like tumbleweed in this universe, (laughs) isn't it? As he's walking along, um, a barrel rolls across, and he goes... And a guy behind him in like a paintball camouflage outfit comes out and he whips the gun out of his hand. But then we're introduced to Kovac, Kovac's mate, and Mr. I've got that weapon that Feathers McGraw had before. (laughs) And Kovac's mate is the best guy in this. The greatest voice. All three Stooges rolled into one. Uh, this Kovacs and his gang look like Dad's army if it was set in the D and D universe. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, they live in the Heidi High set. I couldn't yes, figure any of this out. Very get some in, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, I, don't, I don't even know his name. Kovacs' mate is like, "I'm the king around here, see." Uh, and he's going, and like Shannon just ignores him. He's like, he, he's not even entertaining this break. And he goes, "Are you Kovac?" And he goes, yeah, I am. And he goes, oh, I hear you're very strong. 
Um, and Kovac's mate is like, pay attention to me, see? <laughs> um, and then he just like, um, what was it? If, if you say another thing to me, it'd be the last thing you ever say. And then they just recruit Kovac. Yeah. You never get to see Kovac's mate again. They could have done with his mates as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's a loose cannon, isn't he? Kovac's mate. <laughs> what, he's... Jimmy Highpitch? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Mario Gabagool. <laughs> Uh, and then we get to a dive bar that's playing generic Doctor Who music in the background. Yep. Um, and in the, the future, sat- there is still pinball. Yes. yes. And yeah. and bars limeade, because that's all that Kovacs yeah. drinks. <laughs> Fucking hell. I didn't spot that. <laughs> yeah, he's just got this this, this glass of green pop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's all the names drink, isn't it? It's that Schweppes ginger ale again, Schweppes I'm sure. Schweppes ginger ale, yeah. <laughs> um, Sponsorship. The, the crew are sat down, scheming, and uh, Kijawa, I think his name is, uh, non-union Ian McShane, I've got him down. Oh, as. very good, yeah. Don't yeah. know why he's got a Japanese name. Anyway, he walks in, and they throw a knife at him, and he because throws it right back. Test, your, test, test his reactions. I th- I thought there's better ways. Get him a <laughs> yeah. juggle. I don't know. It's that pinball machine there. Yeah. See how good he is at slapsies. <laughs> Uh, no, he just picks out was it at the table, and then they all do a big thumbs up, and they're like, "Welcome to the team, random dude." Um, so that's, like... that's another piece of advice from us that if you ever get any projectile thrown at you in a pub, you throw it right back. Yeah, <laughs> might be in a job in it for you. Yeah, uh, he offers them all. He's going to be paid a big box of gold. Yeah, like, and he says he'll give them two bars of gold each for helping, right. knowing full well that they're not going to. No one's going to make it. it's a suicide mission. This. Shannon I would have been care. a bit suspicious about the bars of gold because that sounds like a very generic treasure, doesn't it? But it's spot on the money. Yeah, this, oh, is, yeah. this doesn't skimp in treasure. It is he says, actually that he says uh, there's no money up front. We're doing this on on a, on like a, a an honor system, uh, and we cut to Karnak in a shooting range with a shotgun, just peppering the fuck out of everything like, with it, shooting through this these moving things. I'm like, wow, you are very good at this. Yes, but with a shotgun, not no for their accuracy really are they at that range as well but bless him uh he's having fun with it mm-hmm. like um the general guy comes in colonel yeah. captain, was... I, I put him down as captain morgan it's not um <laughs> it's colonel yeah. morgan i think that was major morgan there's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a reference for nobody niche toy references <laughs> uh, and he's like uh, they're going to move a load of mutants out of the city and Shannon's involved and like he made you look like a right fanny and he's like I don't care <laughs> and he's like oh go and do it and we'll you know we'll give you a hat or an eye patch or something <laughs> I don't know like, people's motivation in this is very woolly yeah Shannon's is fine he's doing it for gold all of like the dirty dozen like, that he's got he's put together the crew he's put together you wouldn't, you wouldn't trust even that. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, we get paid at the end." Like, there's no like, "Oh, we'll Shannon's pay you a gold bar up from." He's, he's king of the end game. I yeah. know, but from his point of view, I'm saying top of the end game premiership. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the end game Beza Homes League, is he? Like, it's so. I guess it, like the starstruck by it as well. I don't know. I don't um, think they know how motivation works in this film. But I'll get to another bit where there's yeah. Um, Lilith gathers all the mutants. All ten of them. There's ten. Uh, yeah, and they march past the local idiots and skeletons in cages to the crew, who are, don't look at them, I think. It's like shields. They don't know what cargo they're transporting, which is a plot point that was Shannon lost on me at the hasn't, time. Shannon hasn't told them they're mutants. No. He's just told them they're transporting something out into the desert, I think. Yeah. I'm sure he said it's people. It's people that want out of the city. But, yeah, not not mutants. Um, Pariahs. You don't care about them. Yeah. yeah. All the old nanas and the <laughs> people. A lot of wet rats in a bag. Um, oh, it's just <laughs> Reminded me of that knitted for Nana's advert. 
horrible. And the, and the Russian Eurovision entry as well. Oh, um, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The babushkas. Not the one the year after with all the bouncy ladies. No. Yeah, they learned from that, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was from one extreme to another, that, wasn't it? Uh, so they travelled cross-country with two load, bikes. They load them all into a Bedford Rascal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got some... It's got some miles on it. What they've used there. Oh, it's it's a beautiful. It's a like it's not even a transit. It's, it's no. yeah. Uh, but they've put like a, a gunner's nest on the top. Yeah. And there's a ladder that falls off constantly. <laughs> yeah, not secured. Uh, they, yeah, they've got two bikes and a buggy as well, which turns up a lot in this. Yes. Uh, until its fiery demise in Act Four. <laughs> Uh, a, a buggy that can fire fire, but never does. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. that their buggy or was that somebody else's buggy? I believe there that are multiple was, ones. That's, that's Ron Shannon's buggy, uh, aka the Firebug. Um, yeah. But they, they, yeah, they set off on this this bewildering quest in a no man's land. And they pull up by some scree to loot some corpses. The first of many screes. I was very a lot very of scree. So you must have been happy with that. I was. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had scree. It has. I think we had yeah. a gong sound for the scree. I cannot, I'm not using that system anymore, though, are we? So, no. uh, uh, Kovacs says, oh, mutants and spits on him. Uh, which I thought was a bit tactless, given his new employer, but it makes sense now that he didn't know. He doesn't know. know. And, yeah. like, Lilith bites her tongue a bit, and she's... Does she not go into Shannon's brain, brain and go, like, ooh? And he's like, leave it, love. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, the professor explains that their mutations that they see on the corpses are regressive. Involution, not devolution. because yeah, yeah. one of them's blue, and it's got... He's like, when we were monkeys. And I was like, one of them looks like um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And then he's like, from when we were apes, or even when we lived in the sea. And I was like, we weren't mer people. <laughs> we were, were fish. We? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not Charles well, Darwin. I've been watching a lot of ancient aliens on the History Channel. Oh, Jesus. A but... lot of those people that are upset about this uh, new uh, mermaid being black would have been happy because this mermaid man was green. So they'd have been yeah. happy with that, wouldn't they? I, I guess. Surely they'd be silvery, though, because fish mm. are kind of silvery, aren't they? Anyway. The professor <laughs> says that they're trying... That, uh, no, he says that mutants in general are a better race. And I thought, you should stop saying that. Again, it gets a bit sort stop of conquering, it. master race. Yeah. There is a little bit here where it's, I, all I could all I could see was when they're talking about the child. Too old the boy is. Train him, you cannot. <laughs> uh, yeah, because is this the bit where he, like, Lilith and the boy are mucking about near some water? Hmm? I think that's a bit later, but go on, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've got a fight before then, I think, haven't we? Um, we've got the blind gang. I'm sure it's before the blind gang, because Thingy yeah, shows up Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think so it was. So, yeah, he's, he's levitating, levitating this rock with his mind, and Shannon's like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? And Lilith explains that, like, he is uh, one of the better mutants because he can move, you control stuff with his mind and shit. But she shields him with her mind to stop him feeling emotions or some yeah. shit. Oh, that would explain his blank expression throughout the whole Just film. Put it down I mean, to that and the fact actor. that he, yeah, he was literally. <laughs> oh, um, come on. He was only about nine. <laughs> the Milky Bar yeah, kid was only six. Mate. Yeah. I think he's only got one other acting credit after this. Is it, is, it, is it Milky Bar Kid advert? It was is for it a TV series. I don't play? know what it. I don't. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it wasn't much long afterwards. And then he went off and became a dog the bounty hunter. I don't know. But he <laughs> didn't do this. Um, but yeah, they explained that all the water's poisoned because the world is dinged because uh, of the atomic Horrible. wars. Yeah. And it pans into this lake and then pans up, and we've got uh, Karnak just watching. Uh, mm. 
Uh, yeah, uh, you shouldn't swim in that lake, by the way. Not because it's irradiated, but because it is a quarry. Don't swim in that lake. Right. Right. Again, a lot of public safety advice yeah. today. Uh, <laughs> no, no matter how hot it is, don't swim in quarries because it's deeper than you think, it's colder than you think, and there's things that'll touch your legs in there. Yeah. There's probably bodies in there. Yeah. Things it's like touch a big... your legs. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's Jimmy, what, Jimmy deep, Hoffa. Deep water where you can't see the bottom. Nope, thank you. No, nope, no, no, not for no, me. No. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's body soup essentially. Uh, around this time, uh, they encounter a village and they decide that they they're going to go through it because there's no ring road for the settlement. Uh, so they decide to send two bikes into the town square. What happens next? Like it's this is a blur to me. It's the longest scene in the whole film. But just like it's like what is going on with these blind men? So many of these monks. Uh, Servants of the Lord, as they call themselves. So they're, yeah, they're stood there going, oh, right, we're in this, um, like, barracks again. Looks familiar. Can, is your, Kovac, is your mate knocking about here? And he's like, from around the back of the building. <laughs> but this, this dude, all in black, black cape up, face covered, comes out and he's like, welcome, friends. Uh, I am Spooky Jeremy. Uh, let me, you know, do you have, the, uh, we are, and he, it's like, he's, 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 they're monks, I believe they're yeah, supposed to be monks. And he's like, but uh, do not worry because we cannot see. He takes off and he's got like cataract eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you selling? <laughs> what are you selling? To prove that he is blind, Shannon waves a gun at his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want food or new He habits says, have you got anything to trade? Um, have you brought food? Have you brought provisions? And as he's saying this, thousands more of these monks <laughs> appear. Like... <laughs> With curvy the cloak, manu- the cloak manufacturer in that village must be doing a roaring trade. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, Lyla th- at this point explains that they have a telepathic prisoner who tells them stuff. How can they see? He they see through his eyes, but he's in a he can't room. see them. Yeah. Yeah, he he's <laughs> looking at a wall. We see later on. Yeah, the only window boarded up. And what's his motivation? He's been captured by them and strung up. He looks like one of the lost boys as well, doesn't he? He does look like where does he come from? One that gets pushed into the bathtub and explodes. Yeah, (laughs) the darkest timeline one. (laughs) So anyway, um, as they get closer and closer, with all these lads with swords and Darth Vader capes on, just shooting happens, right? And everyone's shooting everyone. Bull's got loads of grenades. It's brilliant. (laughs) Which Um, only blow up one person at a time. Yeah, and then everyone else runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the telepathic man has been like, oh, there's been an explosion there. Run away. Oh, over Uh, there. You're getting shot at. Hide behind this barrel. He must be coordinating, like, dozens of people at a time. It it doesn't make any sense. He's a powerful Um, mutant. But it works. It works because they start to swarm the van, killing a crewman, I think. Yeah, some uh, random dude that we don't know about. Um, Shannon does a sweet ramp off a bike. <laughs> like, don't know why. Because it was uh, there, mate. You're going to do it, aren't you? Uh, you got like two foot of air that time. Ninja uh, resorts to kick in. Ninja just does kick in. Yeah. I love Ninja. Well, he, he uses a gun for a bit, but then he's, he's like, got like a crossbow gauntlet thing. Isn't no, he? that's... Oh, um, that's, no, that's... Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, he's got a cuffbow, he... I'd called it. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. good. Because uh, he... Pew, ah, and then... Um, Trademark that. Like, Kovacs just smashing people, bonking them on the head, comedy style, with his giant hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- someone... I don't know who it is. is he, I can't remember what he's called. The guy that's up on the turret with, like, the Inspector Gadget coat on. 
and like the bandoliers because he features quite prominently. Yes, but he hasn't given. He's never. We never meet him. I can't, uh, yeah, I don't in, know. If infinite, he... infinite bullets. By the way, in this yeah. uh, in this truck, as we discover later in the film. But if, if you look closely, the belt doesn't feed through at no. any point. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just going off the top of this thing. Um, Shannon, being the hero, is like, well, we have to destroy the mutant, and then they'll be blind. Yeah. So he finds the mutant, does some spin kicks, shoots some people with his never-ending bullet gun, and then, like, frees the mutant? No, no, he, he lobs an axe at his head. Oh, yeah. No, no, he kills bit. him, yeah, he kills him outright. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I missed that bit, because I must have been too busy laughing, because <laughs> I think at one point they make the He-Man, laser noise, <laughs> and I was like, that's... Mm. Uh, and what then everyone goes. What does that then have on the rest of the, the monks? They all go, I'm blind! <laughs> ah. It's all gone dark. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they're staggering but, around. Well, surely it was like that before. You couldn't see. You could only see what the mutant saw, yeah. and he couldn't see anything. Listen, right? You, the mutant psych, like telepathy thing in this is sketchy at best, so <laughs> best not to poke around in that murky swamp. Yeah. And, and, and what was his motivation anyway? He was chained up by them, so I, you know. And they just then step around all these blind monks again. Yeah, they just like fuck you. Um, Why are they all blind as well? That's never fully. But I radiation. do like. I do like. Yeah, it affects us all in mysterious ways. I like that they thought about. Well, you know, the combat potential of a mutant. It's just paired well with a society of blind people. Didn't really work. But I like took that him, they were thinking about it. Took them ages to trap him. <laughs> <laughs> I did think uh, that as well. With the curvy swords, they just yeah, yeah formed a ring. Uh, but then, yeah, they they peel out. They get onto the bikes and the buggy. The, the Bedford rascal pulls out, knocks one of them over, and runs his head over. <laughs> yeah, which I, like I that. thought was gratuitous but fun um yeah and that was the that was the i thought the, that was the tagline for the film to be honest <laughs> and that was that was the fight um that was the the, the, the black monk fight um, yeah um, at this point we're about 60 minutes into this 94 minute film mm-hmm. oh mate it moves along at a breakneck pace now yeah they start approaching a building with son of death written on it mm. um which is full of dead and sacrificed people one with a boob out I mean, um, yeah, this we're getting to the boob section of the film now, yeah, aren't we? We are, yes, because um, there has to be one, uh, you know, exploitation film. Uh, they're driving along, and all of a sudden, every dirt bike in Italy shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Immortan Joe and his junior Kickstarters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aquatic Mr. Malsation Um, yeah he's driving along big blue fish boy uh, with two women with no tops on um, but like string under their boobs which I thought was impractical also one of the sacrificed boob ladies from the start wakes up suddenly it was all a trap Uh, whips (laughs) whips Shannon up the arse (laughs) that's really good yeah yeah, all the corpses come to life Professor professor gets he gets murdered up uh, right through his acrylic jumper he's um, <laughs> this is and, last day before and uh, he's like it could have been a beautiful world or some shit I don't know I he says something he about saving the mutants and then he expires and they were all like well he, he was a bit racist yeah, they always are academics, aren't they? Yeah. And then uh, this big take that big, society. The big fight ensues. Another big fight because again, this film is mostly fights at the point now. 
Um, so uh, everyone, yeah, Kovacs as well. He gets suspicious suspicious of Lilith because I think he's only just met her. She must have jumped out of the van or something. Um, and then says that they're all mutants. So he kind of cottons on very quickly what's going on, and they're transported mutants. And oh, he's got a very strong moral code, does Kovacs, and it doesn't extend to mutants. Apparently so. Yes, uh, he's got a very high tolerance for sound thresholds hanging out with his mate, but not mutants. Uh, and then this, yeah infinite amount of dirt bike people come in and get shot. I got confused by this because we're just swarming around. Yeah, uh, a lot of people doing like skids through puddles, uh, a lot of people just falling off bikes. Uh, one there's guy... a man with a leopard skin hat as well. Oh, there's a guy with like a winged Thor helmet. Yeah. Like, it's great. A, f- must... a fleecy bike. <laughs> there's a Lots lot of fur sellotape to bikes in this. Which um... All the fun of the fair. I thought it was filmed in the factory from Robocop, this. Yes. Very it has good. very big, like, just sad industrial zone vibes, yes. doesn't it? it? It was very good. I loved all the locations in this. It's like sheer, just like drab. Yeah. Post-apocalypse scenery. Uh, 80s Italy was where it was at, apparently. uh, Like, Kajua is shooting people. He shoots one guy who then crashes his dirt bike into a wall behind him, which I don't think was meant to happen, but it was funny. (laughs) Um, And then there's just a load of people, yeah, shooting, shooting, shooting. Some of them grab Lilith as well, and then she tries to get into the Bedford Rascal and start it, but being a woman, she can't. Um, and so she gets kidnapped. Uh, the two booby women help hold her down, which I was like, mm, solidarity sisters, but whatever, it's the future. Uh, and then they peel off with her. Um, Shannon's doing Shannon stuff, ramping his bike off things and, you know, striking poses left, right and centre. I think his plan was to make other people run out of ammo, which actually his, is his tactic in the end game itself, which I'm not sure is over. But yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's, he's nicked the fleecy bike. Uh, must be because it looked like spring or possibly winter. He must have quite liked that fleecy bike underneath him. It's warm. Uh, he drives it down this 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 ginnel and he's like trying to put bullets in, but people keep attacking him. So he's like, ah, this is a nightmare. I can't remember which ones are used and which ones aren't. Now, uh, by this point, Ninja is doing his kicking at the side of a road. He fires his gun. His gun jams. He takes his sword out, stabs one dude, and then immediately gets murked. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. mm, you're not very good, are you, Ninja? But. Shannon is trapped in this kennel. All the bad slags are there, driving down in his buggy, I think it is, with the flamethrower on it. Yeah, that's why I Um, got confused. I thought it was theirs, but yeah. They just love nicking. But then, here I go, steal it again. Uh, But then Ninja uh, appears in a car... Like and just basically does like a, a fucking dom from Gears of War and just crashes into this thing, killing himself <laughs> in the process. And that, again, what was his motivation? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I did look. If you looked closely in the driver's seat, there was a little guy in a headband, like in the in the, the model or whatever it was. Yeah, which I thought was nice. Um, Shannon doesn't even stop to go thanks or anything like, or even like give him a little prayer or anything. Nah, he's fucking straight off back on the dirt bike. He's off. Uh, Karnak has appeared and he's helping them now for some uh, reason. Yeah, he's sort of like skulking in the... Yeah, he's, he was sort of skulking for a while and he's caught up with them, but he pretends to be on Shannon's side, which I can't believe Shannon was taken in by that. But He, he, anyway. he takes the Bedford Rascal. He suggests he he suggests that he's gonna help, um, and that something. I think it's kind of like the greater good, the greater good. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit later on, there's a there's a mention from Layla where it's kind of like, um, should should I trust him? His intentions are not right, or something like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Layla's just a fucking nemesis, isn't she? Anyway, they tell the others to take the van and go to the rendezvous, while he, Shannon, and Swarthy Leathers go back to the. It's it's a prison, 
but it looks a lot like a brickworks, and it does say brickworks on one of the walls. <laughs> so also, yes, but also on one of the other walls, mind. it has Antworld spray painted <laughs> on it. Because so. I, I got nuclear, fuck, and animals, and I can't make a sentence out of that. that makes nuclear, sense fuck animals, animals. <laughs> easy. <laughs> fuck nuclear animals. I mean, all of these things, and then Antworks, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, also Kovac has been um, kidnapped. He's yeah. been he's been taken prisoner, and for some oh, reason yeah. they have sealed him up in a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mouth and hands yeah. first, like a like a. We like go. A, go on. Uh, we go into this lair with them all sleeping, and it was massive Jabba's palace ripoff stuff, mm, including yes. the fact that he'd been putting carbonite, or at least uh, Italian American <laughs> carbonite, I guess. You know, Quick setting concrete. He's in yeah. exactly the same place as Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> They would have had to have, like held him in position while he did all of that, and then held him for a bit longer while it's set. Like, set. Yeah, and also concrete heats up anyway, so you would have cooked. Yeah, and without anyway. meaning to steal a James fact, which I know you'll have this one, James, uh, that if you were to bury somebody in um, concrete, uh, the concrete s- sucks out all the moisture in your body, actually causing your body to explode. There you go. I think you've way overestimated my ah, See, you could have had that one for free. You just had to tell the listeners, oh, of course I had that one. Yeah, but because I, I, I was, when they, when they were panning around the room of everyone being asleep, uh, I was like, why is there a man in the wall? And then I was like, oh, oh, I hope it's not what I think it is. Um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't yeah. get his head turned upside down. <laughs> no wonder he's begging for death. Yeah. Um, but you can't see the other side of that wall. <laughs> Somewhere to park your bike, if nothing else. (laughs) The old jokes are the best, aren't they? Um, But they can't get through because there's a a fence there. So they decide to find some rope and climb over it. Um, For some reason, the blue fish man has, like, trapped Lilith. Uh, You know, like, Jabba had the gold chains on Leia. Mm. This guy, bit of string, same thing, isn't it? It's, you know, work with what you've got. So they find some rope, they throw it over thing, and then they climb up and climb. And they're like, as they're climbing down, some guy sort of wakes up a bit. Yeah, Jamiroquai. I've got him down. It's before he got big. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, he and he goes, Swarthy Leathers, you take him out. I'll get the girl. And Swarthy Leathers is like, okay, but we could just leave, wait till he goes back to sleep and then do it. Like <laughs> Because everyone's he's asleep. Like, he's like, no, uh, go and gently tickle him with a knife. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so they, they, it takes Shannon ages to climb down that fucking rope as well. Swarthy Leathers, like two hands and he's down there. Yeah. Um, the guy, in the, like, the, the mutant in the car thing, just grabs a bottle of wine, has a drink, goes back to sleep. Um, yeah. And Karnak yeah, comes over. Oh, go on. Karnak just comes over, like, puts his hand on his mouth, and then, like, gently taps his neck with the knife, and then he's dead. And I was like, is it a magic knife? And then he very conscientiously puts his beer down very carefully next to him. <laughs> yes. um, I like that. Shannon got, rescues yeah. Lilith, and they climb back. He's like, you get out of here. Climb up the rope. Uh, so they both climb up. Shannon taking fucking ages. Like me climbing up. Should have tied knots in it. I'd have been better then. Um, they get up there. And then as Karnak's about to climb it. Oh, no, they see. Sorry, they see Kovac. And yes. Lilith goes, he wants to die. So Karnak. <laughs> he can't not, speak, can he? He can't make any noise because everyone will wake up. Yeah, but he doesn't even whisper. I think he can't speak. He's subjected to some form of cruel and unusual punishment. Anyway. Yeah, he's, he's in unusual. a wall. Front and back, mate. <laughs> The human yeah. finger trap. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lilith yeah. goes, he's begging for death. Karnak, not missing a beat. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> uh, you get out of here. I just love killing. Um, that clock needs to be pointing to one o'clock about now, doesn't it? It fixes it. <laughs> and yeah, 
I, yeah. Just grabs his head and rotates it. And I was Which like... causes a lot of blood. And dribble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I didn't understand where the blood would come from, because he's just broke his neck. But anyway, yeah, uh, one of the know. mutants underneath uh, wakes up, but he's like, oh, it's all sticky. I shouldn't have fallen asleep under this human glory hole. Um... <laughs> And then he shoots the rope as Karnak's climbing up it. And I'm like, you can hit a fucking rope, but you can't hit a bloke that stood there. This is the problem with you, Mewis. Um, my next favourite bit of dialogue at this point. Um, Shannon and Lilith are running away and they hear gunfire. And then Lilith says, he's not dead, but I sense he's in trouble. It's like, oh, no shit. You out. think he's in trouble, do you? Uh, is there anyone here whose name begins with S? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think to which Shannon responds with the end game makes its own rules or something along those lines. I'm like, yes, it fucking all the way through this film. It does. Uh, but he, yeah, he's, he's, they're all setting on him and he, he went, hear him shooting. They drive off because of course they fucking do. Um, and they catch up with the Bedford rascal. Which is another quarry. Which is another fucking quarry. <laughs> They've gone from a series of quarries to their location, which the is future, a quarry. In future, all houses will be quarry-based. It's just um, quarry after quarry after quarry. Uh, the Redford Rascal drives through a big puddle, and I was concerned that it was going to get stuck. <laughs> and Shannon ramps down the side of this thing and looks quite cool on his dirt yeah, bike. Yeah. Um, and then we get... We're near the end now, people, so, you know, now, now now's when the plot kicks in. <laughs> Yeah, because everybody turns up at this point. Two police riot vans show up. Uh, the big box thing from before. Uh, and yeah, Shannon does what he does best. Goes off on his bike. <laughs> gets, you know, shot at for a while. Yep, does does some jumping over stuff. Sweet. Does a 180. Does some kick flips. Um, it's very, you what? Set myself on fire. <laughs> But one of the, um, Colonel Morgan is there and he's like, you bastard, for some reason I hate you. And I don't know why, because it's never been fully explained. They force some mutants out of the van as well, get them to line up along the van. Not yeah. got good vibes about where this is going. And then we With get, the SS. We get um, Shannon, using his newly acquired psychic powers, goes, Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> Lilith acts as a kind of like intermediary telepath. So no, yeah. I, I was hoping there could be all, all sorts of She's things. She's the like, string between their two tin cans. Uh, Tommy, can you hear me? Uh, no, this is Keith. Oh, <laughs> Keith. Keith is Tommy there. Can you put Tommy on? <laughs> uh, and he's like, Tommy, now's your time to shine. Fuck him up, son. And Tommy goes, <laughs> right. Uh, activate the wind machine. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, basically, he psychically controls the infinite gun, shoots a load of them, uh, but not in any sort of order that would make sense, because the one at the back falls over, then one at the front falls over. I'm like, that's not how bullets work, but it's fine, it's the future. Uh, some of the future police try and climb up some scree, but get boulders <laughs> dropped on them, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Don't get a lot of... yeah, like some big styrofoam <laughs> boulders falling on. That's, that's nice, isn't it? Well, they're uh, pretty much rocking those cars that they have at the end of Takeshi's Castle, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> that, the end game is you've got to try and break the paper ring with your squirt <laughs> Uh, he drops a car on some of the other policemen as well. Very slowly and very carefully lowers it onto them. They've done the risk assessment that day. Um, and then he's like, um, Colonel Morgan is doing great. Oh no, my hand's betraying me, acting. <laughs> uh, and then for some reason, instead of keeping his mouth closed, opens his mouth and shoots himself in the head. <laughs> right. I don't know what difference it would have made, but um, I just thought it was a strange thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then all that stops and then... 
I genuinely thought, oh, what the fuck now? Because he's like, all right, we're all cool and safe now. Um, and then a helicopter comes in and it gets alarmingly close to that wall of the quarry. Yeah. I thought, oh, fuck it. Am I going to watch one of those faces of death style situations here? But no, it just it just lands. Um, it really needed more Twilight Zone uh, going yes. on in this, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two lads carry this fucking, like... Um, ammunitions case full of gold over which I'm fairly sure that helicopter wouldn't be able to take off no. with that on it but it also fun. takes off with about 7,000 mutants <laughs> in it. we all know mutants are hollow inside so <laughs> um, they give it him and they go cheers for that as promised and um, Shannon just goes ah. so all he does he just squints <laughs> and they go right bye <laughs> and Lilith goes you can come with us if you want and he's like no all right, <laughs> fuck you then. <laughs> oh, come on. He's got some actual dialogue of that bit. He says, um, Lilith, look inside of me. Read my thoughts. You are the future. I am the past. And could have added, all I know is stabbing. I'd be, <laughs> yeah, be useless in this new mutant race. Where are is, they going anyway? Is new there race room, society. Is somewhere. there room in the new mutant society for a bloke <laughs> who just razzes round on dirt bikes? <laughs> Probably. Deliveroo guy. society. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hello, is that the pizza shop? <laughs> no, Tommy, it's me again. Get out of my brain. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? If everyone could read each other's thoughts, it'd be a fucking nightmare. Um, so yeah, like all ten of these mutants and the two guys get into this very small MASH-style helicopter. Uh, <laughs> and then, who should appear but Karnak? He survived. Yeah. Somehow. He's not dead, but he is in danger. <laughs> And they both sort of stare at each other. Yeah, he says, we haven't played the final round of Endgame yet. Because it's not ended. I thought it had it. It will never end. There's no end to Endgame. Look at the ball. It's going to move. <laughs> Don't think about the event. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he pulls his knife out. He pulls his knife out. And then it's like the end of Rocky. <laughs> yeah. They charge at each other in this quarry. Freeze frame credits. Beautiful. And, and I was like, I enjoyed that. It yeah. was just the right level of silliness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I enjoyed it. Um, I'm ready to, to give it a rating. Go I'm for it. Go for, I'm going to go for oh, three silver crates of golden ingots, but they're still silver. Oh, man, I can't work like that. That's, that's <laughs> alchemy. <laughs> yeah, I, I put it as, as middle. I, like, I didn't like it as much as, say, Interzone. Interzone was another Italian film on the podcast a few months back. Whatever episode that, that had is. Me, that had me entertained with the special effects and everything. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, so it's I middling. Think middling. There is a whole series it. of these Italian Mad Max oh, ripoffs, yes. isn't there? So yeah. that, might be, that might be a season going forward. Uh, I am going to give this five silver mutant detectors <laughs> that have a limit radius of like two centimeters four wet rats oh. <laughs> i was gonna go with life plus tablets oh. as well oh he refuses to drink it doesn't he at one point there's a point where he oh, just yeah. refuses uh, yeah. to you can't condone content. that behavior yeah. always drink your life plus be a man among men buy life plus So that was 1983's Endgame, Bronx Ladder Finale, which means Bronx Final Fight. Although it was never released in Italy initially uh, on VHS. I think it was uh, a bit longer for that to come out in Italy. Fair loss. Um, It was also known as the Gladiator of the Future in France. The Last Game in Hungarian. And The Last Game with Death in German. Ooh, (laughs) wow. That's good. 
it makes more sense than Endgame Bronx Lot of Finale, but yeah. Um, it's a beautiful so language, was, uh, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was released uh, 1983, same year as Return of the Jedi, uh, Octopussy, uh, Superman 3, yeah, all, all of those. But it was mainly a Mad Max ripoff. Uh, it was produced by Filmer Rage, who went on to produce Troll 2 in 1990, which is widely rated as one of the worst films ever. It's our yeah, we're not going to cover it. Um, Other people have done it better. It was directed by Stephen Benson, not his real name. Uh, he also goes by Joe De Amato. Uh, that's not his real name either. Which Jesus is Jesus Christ! What wheels what? within wheels nonsense is this? <laughs> What's I... Joe De Amato with you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, even Aristide Masakesi. I'm going to have a stab at his name with. Um, so also known as. <laughs> We've got this theory that, you know, the more names that a film has, the worse it is. Wow. Uh, yeah, he is a direct. Well, he was a director, produced nearly 200 direct credits overall, 120 of those being porno films, including Porno Holocaust. Uh, what? And his, yeah, and his first credit in 1972 was More Sexy Canterbury Tales. Don't know <laughs> where, where mid season he fell. <laughs> Do you like Canterbury Tales? Do you want more? <laughs> the Catholic Church have made a few changes. Um, yeah, he was the producer for Interzone that we watched a while back. So if there is a similarity... I mean, it does make sense. Mid-80s Italian budget films uh, is, is very much his ballpark. I said, I genuinely uh, his, his think... His other ballpark is, yeah, is different. Is that one of his? The ballpark? <laughs> it probably is. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that they just went out to locations and shot stuff all at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, just cut all, it into different films. Of all his movies, he said that he liked this one the best. Uh, I've got a quote here. Each time I make a movie, it's a little bit better than the last. I'm not young, but I'm very enthusiastic. <laughs> and then in 1991, he said, uh, in response to, what about Endgame and Anno 2020, Gladiators of the Future, which was shot simultaneously. And he said... Those two films were made to exploit the success of Mad Max. So there you go. <laughs> There's no love lost there. Don't hide it. No fully lean into it, son. I don't feel like he was a man that hid much. Uh, Shannon was played by Al Cliver. Uh, real name, Pierre Luigi Conti, which is the most Italian name I think I've ever read. Uh, and a bit of French thrown yeah. in there as well. Why is everyone AKA in this fucking film? <laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, to sell the West, he, I guess. Well, he gave up acting in the 1990s to go and buy and sell furniture. In 2004, he was listed... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. In 2004, he was listed as working at a flea market in Rome. And now you can stay with him in a luxury villa in Bali called Balivini. Uh, Balivellini. Oh, come on. Which is, which is described as affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, That's I was what tempted. That's what you want on your holiday, isn't it? Like it's there. I would. I, I mean, I would. Look it, up how much it is. That's holiday. I did. Next year sorted. I couldn't find it. I, I was very much tempted to write in. Um, it's got lots of reviews on things like TripAdvisor and everything, saying that um, Luigi, the host, and his wife Brenda, I think, um, were not very not Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Brenda from last time. Not Brenda oh, from last time. If it Jesus. was, I'd have more questions for her, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, they seemed like quite pleasant. My husband was in Endgame and there were no Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. 
Uh, Lilith was played by Lorette Marcia Gemser. She was born in Indonesia and cast by uh, Stephen Benson, Joe Armato, pick, pick a name, any name, uh, in the Emmanuel series in the 70s and was a long-time softcore actress. Uh, she later drifted into costume design, which was clearly a mistake because then she then provided the costume design and coordination for Troll 2 um, and then I think did nothing after that. All her quotes on IMDb for her films feel like she's very confused about that period of time um, which makes me feel very sad about her career cocaine's hell um, of a drug Ninja was played by Haruhiko Yamanuchi and he began his career as a mime he also starred in The Life Aquatic in 2004 which is probably his biggest credit and there you go hmm. uh, just a couple more Karnak swore the leathers uh, that was George Eastman not his real name <laughs> Luigi Montefiore uh, he also co-wrote the script he's now a well-regarded author in Italian television and acts only occasionally he later oh. said the idea was alright but like all the others it was made on too small a budget these post-atomic films which were made in the wake of various Mad Max films were decidedly crummy the set designs were poor and the genre met the swift and well-deserved death and then apparently he did the DVD uh, extras. There's a 15-minute interview with him, apparently. Uh, and he's highly critical of the stunts in this. So, oh! A bit of a downer. But then we'll pick it back up with uh, Captain Morgan. Gordon Mitchell. A.K.A. It's his real name. Oh. Real name? Oh, I thought he was going to be called, like, Semi Ballesteros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know that it's his actual actual name but he's not an italian um so he actually served in world war ii on the allied side um and he was <laughs> he was actually at the battle of the bulge uh, where he was captured so he had a, what a story to tell later served in korea became a bodybuilder arnold schwarzenegger attended his funeral memorial service and he has 152 acting credits including a bit part in spartacus i mean as one of like many in the crowd going <laughs> Um, he later went on to star in Terror Force Commando 1986, which is about a Cameroonese police officer and a CIA agent who tried to prevent the Pope from being assassinated by Italian terrorists during his African tour. That sounds like a lot of words there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of locations in that. Cameroon, and Italian <laughs> terrorists, and, and the Pope. And, yeah. uh, Just eat the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Katie had suggested that Martha Harrison directed it, daughter of George Harrison, and said that it was better than anything her dad ever did. And I was like, I'll try and pass that off as a fact then, shall I? I mean... Okay. Uh. And there, them's your facts. Reviews for this are overwhelmingly positive and i, I can bet. see why um it is a little nice slice of cult nonsense um but i will find i'm sure we've had before this reviewer no gods no masters 26 it sounds familiar to me uh with a four out of ten end game is an event where three guys hunt another guy in an urban environment ron shannon is being hunted and wins in this post-atomic world, mutants are being killed. One such mutant has telepathic abilities and needs to leave the cities. She hires Ron and his cohorts to get her party out as they enter a Mad Max type of world. This is a Me Too film and was not done well. Really couldn't get into it. That's not a review. That's telling me what happens in the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, and everything else was like glowingly positive. Um, I mean, I don't understand that one because I thought the start to that was probably the best bit of it and then it just... It should have been more about the film was called Endgame. It should have been about Endgame. 
It's like if you yeah. watch Running Man and all the Running Man stuff's over in the first half yeah. hour and then Schwarzenegger <laughs> sets up a fucking jam shop somewhere. It's, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, make them two separate films. Endgame, have them play cat and mouse in an urban environment and then have Endgame 2, let's fuck about in a quarry. <laughs> Only in Italian, so it sounds classier. <laughs> Correct. I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> think it is. Nine out of ten. One of the best of the genre. Dirk two seven five six. Endgame is set in a holodeck metropolis in the year twenty twenty five. Futuristic. People are entertained by the ultimate reality show called Endgame. It's really what Survivor should be. Confusing. Ron Shannon is Endgame's greatest champ. Kurt Karnak is his bitter rival. During the game, a mutant helps Shannon to defeat Karnak, but spares his life. Bad move? Question mark. Shannon is then enlisted by a band of mutants attempting to escape the city. Of course, a suitcase full of gold sweetens the deal, and he rounds up a band of cutthroats, including Ninja, the coolest guy in the film. But he dies too quick. There are many great fight scenes, one involving blind monks, and another with a gang led by a man who is half fish. <laughs> yeah, the fish I'm guys in seen a very disturbing scene that we glossed over. Eventually, the number of the group is whittled down to Shannon, but the mission gets accomplished anyway. Shannon is asked to join the mutants, which he doesn't do. Not too smart, because Lilith is pretty hot. Wouldn't you know it, as the chopper flies out, some uh, out comes Karnak to battle Shannon for the gold. The movie ends just as the battle starts, which is actually a very cool way to finish. I love this movie a lot. The first third is a bit slow, but once they leave the city, the action is non-stop. The battle with the blind monks is amazing and exciting. Motorcycles and gunplay highlight the scene. As all the scene is, is motorbikes just crashing into each other, innit? The next battle with a group of mutants is just as cool, except Ninja dies here, and I must say, that blows big time. He's a big bonk on for Ninja, this lad, <laughs> hasn't he? Who did nothing, really. He did, like, two kickings. Uh, Endgame also has a very depressing feel to it. It really is very bleak. This was the bit I, I picked this one for. Man seems to be digressing by way of mutations, and while Lilith's group seems to be advanced, they are hunted down out of fear. To be honest, this bleakness is what appeals to me. <laughs> Ron what? Shannon is paid by Al Cliver, and his performance it's, it's is under under yet. <laughs> It's understated at best, but it works here. The yeah. real show stealer is George Eastman as Kurt Karnak. He dives into his role with flair. He's ruthless and amoral, just what a post-nuclear world needs. I mean, thanks for your dissertation there, Dirk2756. <laughs> uh, it was but more yeah. the, um, it was more the, I like the fact this world is awful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what does that say about me? Yeah. Um, I mean, he described the monk situation as amazing. I would have said that it was incredible and that you couldn't credit it at all with ever having it. It was a bewildering <laughs> series of events that happened. Uh, I mean, that's it. There is no more to say about this film. In conclusion, that was 1983 Endgame, a.k.a. Endgame, the final fight, also known as, what was it, Gladiators of the Future Meet Death. Um, <laughs> the last game with death. Uh, also, yeah, many, many, it goes by many names. It does. Uh, a good romp, worth worth hunting down if you want to watch, you know, a load of dudes on dirt bikes popping wheelies constantly. Who doesn't? Your, fav- your favourite lines from the film. Are you a mutant? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also glossed over the line where the blue mutant um, says, you really know how to turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me while I abuse you, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I sense he's in trouble. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> but he's not dead. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.
What if I set it on a dragon? What if I set it on that dragon that those blokes are singing about? <laughs>